It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. that goes there coming to you from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the gulf of mexico coming to you from the wilds of the australia nicole halton from inspired ec how you doing nicole g'day mate i need to throw in a good day every now and then i feel like people expect it yeah yeah they might forget you're australian if they don't get a good day made in there Right. And uh, look, to be fair, I don't think I use G'day, mate, very often in everyday conversation, but G'day actually probably does happen a lot. How about mate? More so than you would think. I would use G'day a lot and I'd also use mate a lot. And like, but not together. No, not together. And if you know someone, but you can't remember their name and you're trying to talk about them to somebody else, you'd say old mate, you know, old mate from down the road. Uh Yeah. So So, uh, what about, uh, maybe we've talked about this before. What about throwing shrimp on the barbie? No. No? Don't throw no, a lot of we shrimp don't do on the bar. We don't do shrimp. It's prawns. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, you might see? have prawns. Prawns see? on the barbie. But yeah, see? not shrimp. And uh, Snags. Snags. Oh, hey, do you carry like a, a, a big long knife on your belt like a Crocodile Dundee did back in the 80s? Not yet, but Not yet, but maybe fine. someday. Hey, we learn more about it. Um, listeners, close listeners to the show will know that... Uh, that uh, uh, Nicole uh, said pram and trolley in previous episodes. Those are Australian <laughs> words. Um, hey, um, what's the what's the American word? So stroller and cart, shopping cart? Well, depends on where you were because uh, sometimes sometimes a, a stroller or a, a cart is a cart and sometimes it's a trolley and sometimes it's a buggy here. Oh, wow. Depends on where you are. We had to... Um, down down here where down, when we moved we had we went from cart to a uh, buggy so uh oh. yeah it's been a it's been a real culture shock um speaking of culture shock uh we we went to a parade the other day um i i, I you're making you're making a face i'm excited i'm i'm, um, I'm excited i'm eager to know what this parade was for any parade's a good thing but it was uh it was a local Mardi Gras parade. Do you do, do a lot of Mardi Gras celebration in the Australia? We do, but I don't know if our Mardi Gras is the same as your Mardi Gras. Well, there's different levels of Mardi Gras. Your Mardi Gras is probably closer to what goes on here. I think today, God. um, as we record this, that's going on in uh, in New Orleans. Um, well, see, our Mardi Gras is like gay pride parade. Yeah, ours. Mardi Gras is very much associated with like the whole um, 
like gay pride movement and yeah that seems to be like every time I hear about like New Orleans Mardi Gras I'm like I feel like that's a different thing yeah yeah there's um there's I I don't really understand what Mardi Gras is either I haven't you know been interested enough to google it but uh there's 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 floats and there's parades and new orleans is the big one but all of the uh all of the towns down along the coast seem to have theirs and we went to one and it was it was delightful because you know um there were people just walking around being people and they're they're carrying around cocktails or beers and having a good time and there's there's music and fun and it was it was uh it was all good but you know what the best part was for me nicole you want to try to guess you'll never guess no i probably won't guess i was gonna say the cocktails but Uh, yeah well i I didn't i didn't get around to having a look I, i i'm really failing i've got my flask (laughs) <laughs> when we moved to the beach, I got a flask and I forgot to bring my flask to the parade, which was uh, a rookie, rookie mistake. There's no way I'll forget it next year. But uh, people walking around, you know, they had vendors and everything. People walking around with beers in glass bottles. Oh. Because because so much. so it's so many. Well, in so many places, they they pour them into plastic cups for you, or they they sell them in the plastic or the aluminum cans or whatever it is. No, there's another there's school. another word we're different on. What? Al- it's aluminium. Not, it's aluminium here. Yeah, they walk around with their with their aluminium cans. Um, no, no glass bottles. Beer should be in glass bottles, but there are too many. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, fuckwads out there in the world. Who, uh, who can't who can't be trusted with a glass bottle but uh but here people are behaving with their glass bottles and there's children running around and they're throwing beads from the floats and 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 uh it was it was delightful um that's exciting yeah I went out in public and behaved myself and everybody else did and and now we get to do it again next year because everybody Yay. behaved themselves like a good people um <laughs> so that was nice to see um we're talking this episode this is episode number number nine in our math series let's let's review since it's mathematics um number sequencing we did episode one and episode two and episode three and episode four and episode five and episode six and episode seven and episode eight and this is episode nine nine. maybe maybe when we do episode 10 um we'll talk about uh uh sequencing or something um but now we're talking about about measuring and uh measuring in the early years and i don't know how long this episode will be um but you'll be able to measure it on your podcast player um because numbers will will come up and tell you we'll measure exactly how long this episode is um i've rambled on too long nicole what are your thoughts i think this is probably one of my favorite parts of like early math like you know with really young children i think there's so much potential for hands-on experiential kind of learning like Mm -hmm. it's it's the stuff that's very concrete for children to be able to you know measure something and you know it's it takes so many forms so it might be your tape measure using a tape measure to measure how tall you are or how big something is or whether something will fit somebody somewhere else or you know like those sorts of really simple things but also you know measuring how much water is going to fit in that cup or um you know like there's using a ruler, using 
all kinds of there's so many different implements I think too that children can use to measure and you know I think that's that's always an interesting I don't know an interesting part of what we do you know having lots of different things that children can use and can determine this does something this gives me information you know this this helps me identify something and make sense of what something is and you know it's funny I've been um we've been doing this a little bit at home with different things and um my youngest who's seven wanted to move some things in her room and she said I'd like to put this here and that there and I'm like okay and I said well I don't know if that will fit and so she headed out and got the tape measure and started you know measuring how things would actually fit in the space and whether these things would fit into that space your face looks puzzled why does your face look puzzled because you said your youngest is seven and she was just like 18 months old 20 minutes ago She'll actually be eight in a couple of weeks. In like two oh, weeks, she'll be eight. Um, I know. My eldest is about to turn 13. I'm about to have a teenager. Um, oh, that's why I was puzzled. I thought maybe you snuck another children in there or <laughs> lost one or something. Um, so did 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 she do the measuring? Did everything fit? Yeah, yeah she, got, she got the measuring tape out and had to obviously learn how that works and where best to hold it and um you know she worked out what would and wouldn't fit and before we moved everything it was like okay yeah that will fit there no that's too big no that's too tall or you know there was a lot of opportunity for her to take control of mm-hmm. that situation I could have easily said that won't fit there you know I knew what would wouldn't fit because I had yeah. spatial sense yeah um see where something might or might not fit but that experience for her of determining actual sizes and it's funny I watched my mother-in-law the other night we were at her place and she was trying to work out if um, they, they're looking at getting like a bench top dishwasher and she said I'm wondering if it'll fit here and I instantly looked at the space and went that's not gonna fit there um, <laughs> but she got the measuring tape out but she held the measuring tape so it was like a space between a bench and like a cupboard so she's sort of measuring vertically but -hmm. what she did is she held so you know how your measuring tapes kind of got like the big solid bit at the bottom that all the tape rolls into and you click it out whatever she held that on the bench and then lifted the thing up from there and I'm like you're not getting an accurate measurement you've just taken out about like 10 centimeters because (laughs) of your measuring tape I'm like you've not learned how to measure like what did you miss that early on and I think you know it's probably something that those sorts of supplies I know even when I was a kid like I can't remember being at preschool and playing with things like measuring tapes and you know any rules and you know even a um what's the thing a spirit level are they called the same thing there sure yeah those sorts of things like I don't remember having those on hand when I was young and yet that's always been something that I've added to spaces you know when yeah, working yeah. I wonder whether it is more of a recent kind of thing that we allow children to have access to those tools which we always sort of saw as like builders tools or those are for the grown-ups and now I think we're starting to see well actually they're really beneficial for children to have opportunities to experiment with yeah, well, and and some of that stuff is just more available and cheaper because because back in the day, a spirit level was a precision tool, 
Um, mm. and, and they were, they were relatively expensive and now you can get them for uh, just about nothing. Yeah. So that's, and I mean, it, there's so many things you can measure the spirit measure. You can spirit level, you can measure angles and the tape measure. You can measure lengths and widths and, and, and depths and, and scales. You can measure, measure weight. And so there are so many measuring tools out there. Um, and then kids will come up when just in their play, they'll come up with their own units of measuring. And, and so um, you've probably seen some version of this. They'll decide maybe they want to know, they, they need to know how many, how many blocks wide the room is. And so yeah. they start this, uh, this line of blocks and, and line them up across the room and then hope that they can count high enough to, to, to count all the blocks and that kind of thing. Um, we had. We do that as adults come, too. When we don't have the right tools. Sure. It's like, you well, actually, improvise improvise and i'll measure you know i know when we go away and stay on our friend's farm like sometimes we're trying to measure out things and it's like a, we don't have a tape measure but we use this piece of fencing and all right mm -hmm. it takes this many pieces of this piece of fencing to get from here to there or whatever like you work out ways to measure it's about having that and i think that's a real skill in recognizing that this thing is the same again and again and again and if i just move it and then I kind of work out how many of those things I have, you know, that gives me my answer. Yeah. And that, that, that harkens back to the last two episodes we did talking about mm -hmm. uh, problem solving and spatial awareness. They, they both yeah. come into play with, with that kind of thing. And so it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, there, there's so much possibility there. We had uh, once we had a, a tote of uh, plastic shower curtain rings that you put on the shower yeah. bar to hang the shower curtains. Um, and they kind of had a little clampy, they kind of clamped together and kids would put, put them together and make chains and they would use those for measuring. We'd hang one from the ceiling and we would be, see how many loops tall people were, how many it took to wrap around you or wrap around different body parts. And, and so that became a unit of measuring. And so um, when kids get interested in this, they they will they will figure out ways to do it and the, one of the ways we can support it is make sure there's lots of loose parts but also look at putting some of those measuring tools into into the environment like the uh the spirit levels and the tape measures and such and having them available in parts of the environment that we don't necessarily think they belong in like i think a lot of people go oh well let's put um, measuring tapes and rulers and things in our block space. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's a pretty straightforward thinking, but we could have like scales in with Play-Doh or clay, or we could have scales in our kitchen. You know, if we've got a home corner, dramatic play kind of space, we could have scales in there so that children can weigh things in there or, you know, if they're cooking or whatever, we can, you know, like there's lots of different places within the environment and outdoors, you know, like our mud play and sand play and water play. And, you know, like there are so many different opportunities for children. You know, I think being able to ensure that they can move those implements around the environment for different purposes because they're going to have different purposes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having having a scale in the in the mud kitchen um yeah. might might be fun and and look if you if you set up look my preferred dramatic play space a wide open space lots of loose parts um where kids get to create whatever set pieces they need for their play having those they measuring tools having those those measuring tools make sense is because like your like yeah. your daughter setting up her her room kids need to figure out what's gonna where's the time machine gonna go or whatever yeah. it is and so having those tools there um is is a good idea um 
tape measures and and I've I've actually I I'm so fascinated with measuring I've I've, I've put it together a new session that I'm doing on it uh, this year and uh, a, a tip for tape measures if you're going to put free range tape measures out in your space um opt for retractable fabric tape measures instead of the metal ones because that metal blade <laughs> um is is really um, sharp and um it it, it it's it they they will slice uh, little fingers open, and yep. so it's a lot safer to have the uh, the fabric ones. And they come in retractable versions for they're they're usually three or six foot long, and you can buy half a dozen of them for a few dollars on Amazon and those kind of things. And so that's a that's a good option. Another another one um, I've 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 been I've been suggesting people play with in their environments or help help kids bump up against. Um, are db meters have you ever played with one of those no so a db meter is, is a it's a decibel meter decibel um so it so it it, it measures sound oh my and, gosh i would love that and you can you can totally go they they have handheld uh specific devices for this but you can totally download a free app for your phone that is a that is a db meter and then you can have kids uh play if you got a classroom ipad or something or or want to put it on your device then they can whisper into it or they can yell into it and the 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 little graph will measure how how loud the sounds are and so you set one of those free on a playground where you have drums and all kinds of things to beat together and and kids will go crazy measuring measuring the sound um that that comes off the thing so that can be that can that. be big fun I've got another one, a pedometer. Like measure how far you travel in a day. You oh, know, like sure. I would love that. Like my son's got a um smartwatch as well. And like we we compare, you know, who's done more steps and traveled more kilometers and whatever. And it's like it's usually him. But there there is that comparison, that ability. And you can get really simple ones that don't have, you know, huge amounts of detail but mm -hmm. just have the basics. And I think, you know, those basics of how far we've moved in a day is interesting for children. You know, sometimes it's more than you actually think or it's less than you think. But even, you know, on a day when I feel like I haven't done a lot of steps, I look at how far I've traveled and it's actually still a fair way. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, those things are, again, really inexpensive nowadays too. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, a fun thing to play with. Another one, another one that you, uh, you can buy the individual units or you can download a free app or, I mean, you could download a more expensive paid app where you pay a dollar 99 for it or something is, uh, is, is light meters. And so you can pick them up there. I mean, back in the day for shooting video or photography, you'd have mm. to have to have a light meter for, for, for setting your, your lenses and, and apertures, right. Your photographer, you'd have to set the aperture on your camera. Um, yeah. but, uh, but now they're apps and you can actually measure how bright different, different, uh, lighting is. And so you can, yeah, you can cool. have, have the lights off and it'll show you a, a number or a graph and you can, you can take it outside and see how much brighter, even on a cloudy day outside is brighter than it is inside and all those kind of things. And so it's not just, it's not just measuring, um, with tape measures that you can do. There's all kinds of measuring play that can go on in an environment and, and look, kids that kids that can't identify numbers, will have fun playing with these devices and it's hmm. a chance for them to brush up against those yeah. those digits and start learning the the language of of measuring and that's kind of 
kind of useful, fun stuff in an early Looking learning Looking out setting. my window now, I'm reminded of a really helpful one is um, rain gauges. Oh, like yeah. I love having, having a rain gauge in a service and, you know, tracking the rain, you know, the amount of rain that we've had. Um, the farm that we go to a lot, there's a rain gauge. And because no one's living on the farm all the time, it only gets emptied every so often, but there's a track and they've got like a um, a sheet inside the cabin that's just got, you know, the months and then what date it's been measured and how many mills was in it and whatever to help track or how much rain have we had. And especially because it was in drought for a couple of really solid years and like drought to the point of dams dried up, sheep dying, just completely, absolutely drought. And so measuring rain is really important to them, but my kids are now into that, you know, being able, when we get up there, going and checking the rain gauge, how much rain has there been since last time we were up here or last time someone checked it or whatever. And I think that's a really nice, simple visual for children too, yeah. you know, to be able to see that and see that movement of of water levels and, and equate that to, particularly if you engage in water play. And I know for us here in Australia, being a drought-prone place, water play can be a bit of a contentious one. A lot of services you know, don't feel like it's appropriate because they don't want to waste water. And so mm-hmm. we put in water tanks, but then if you don't know how much rain you're getting and how much water's going into your tanks and whatever, that's a hard thing for children to comprehend, you know, that that's all the water there is to play with. But when they're actually seeing it and measuring it for themselves, they're yeah. starting to get, well, that's how much water we have, you know, and that's how much we can play with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and um, so it's that, that real world value they start seeing in, in measuring, measuring those things. And, and I mean, um, if you have a, if you have a playground chicken um, measuring what, I mean, a version of measuring is, is counting how many eggs you find every, every day. And, and, and so you could, and so that, that can lead to some, some graphing and record keeping and that kind of stuff for the kids that are interested in it. And, and all of this is much more valuable when it is child directed and child led, like so much that we talk about, if you start sitting everybody down and we're going to do a ruler or a scale activity um, and two thirds of them don't have a fuck to give about your activity, nobody's going to get anything valuable about it. But if the tools are there for them to use when they're interested in the, the topic, then that everybody wins. Absolutely. Any final thoughts on this one before we wrap it up and pull the plug? I don't think so. Just to have like lots of, lots of loose parts, lots of implements for measuring and be prepared for children to take them and move them and do different things with them and, you know, to use them in different ways to what you possibly expect that they, it's not necessarily just let's set up a science area or a math area. It's let's make sure those things are throughout our space and are accessible throughout our space and things like writing implements or graph paper or, you know, and actually showing children for those children who are interested, showing them those skills, you know, this is how we can record this information. You know, that's one of those examples of direct instruction that actually serves a real purpose because if you're really interested in this and you're wondering, you know, every day you come, you're telling me, can we go check the rain gauge and see how much rain we've had today? Then I could show you a way that we can record that information. And, you know, it's that direct instruction of a skill but it's still child-led and child-focused. Yeah, yeah. That's There's no better time for direct instruction than when the person being instructed is actually interested. Actually interested. 
Hey, listeners, if you got thoughts or interesting things that you've measured or other things we should talk about and you want to leave a message, give me a give me a call or type 2228-363-6737. Love to hear from you. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. You can find more Nicole at inspiredec.com. You can find more me at explorationsearlylearning.com or playvolutionhq.com. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.